Welcome to the BWFA Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast series brought to you by Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. This podcast is informational and not a specific recommendation. Please consult with your financial advisor. Thank you for listening. This is Sandy Horner, Managing Director of Wealth Management at Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. Today I'm working with my colleague, Matt Smiler, Tax Advisor Extraordinaire, and we have been discussing all of the things that one needs to do in year-end tax planning. Now, BWFA is very active in year-end tax planning in October and November and December. And we're in the first week of December, but you've still got a few weeks left. So we thought we'd share some of the key aspects of year-end tax planning. Matt, what do folks need to be uh, buckling down and looking at right now with just a few weeks left? Sure. So uh, like you said, we typically start um, sometime around October, typically after the extension deadline, just to give us uh, a few months to do planning. one thing that we look at is Roth conversions. You know, does it make sense to do a Roth conversion? One of the things that we look at is, you know, what is your expected tax rate? Uh, you know, when you start ha- having to take your required minimum distributions, your RMDs from your IRAs, you've, you've started to take Social Security. What kind of tax bracket are you going to be in later in life? And does it make sense to prepay some tax, do some Roth conversions at maybe a lower tax rate? before you start taking your RMDs and Social Security. So, you know, we look at that, we run tax projections to see if it makes sense to advance some of those tax payments and do the Roth conversion. Um, and some institutions have restrictions or, or time limits as to when they can guarantee to get the Roth conversion done. So that's why we like to start a little earlier to make sure that that can actually get done um, and, and guaranteed from uh, the institutions that's, that are doing the conversions. So let, let me ask you a question about that. So, you know, we're a couple of weeks past Thanksgiving and everybody talks about Black Friday bargains the day after Thanksgiving or Cyber Monday the Monday after Thanksgiving and people are rushing to make it to the holiday sales. In general, are people good about doing what they need to do with their taxes before the end of the year? They, they seem to know how to get to the sales at the stores in a certain window, but how about when it comes to taxes? Some are, some are not. Um, I think uh, it always makes sense to touch base with your tax advisor just to make sure that you have all your ducks in a row prior to the year end, um, because once tax time comes, there's there, there's no do-overs. Um, you know, we're reporting a snapshot of everything that happened in the previous year. So uh, it's really important to make sure that you have everything lined up prior to year end. So. For those of you that tend to push your tax work to the back burner, uh, here's your wake-up call. You've still got a few weeks left, and there may be some actions that you could take that would help you. So we talked about conversions. We talked about looking at the tax bracket to see where you're going to fall. What are some of the other things that folks should be thinking about as it relates to year-end tax planning? Well, we have some clients that are concerned about their withholding, you know, whether or not they withheld enough, Um, you know, maybe they switched jobs and, uh, you know, they're just concerned about whether or not they paid in enough. 
Um, they don't they don't want to be subject to interest and penalty for underpayment. So we'll run some projections to look at that. Um, we have some self-employed folks in the same boat that just want to know whether or not they paid in enough and are there any opportunities that they can take advantage of, uh, meaning should they advance some of their expenses uh, to offset some of their income? Is there some opportunity for uh, contributions to retirement plans? Is a fourth quarter estimate required? Um, those are some of the things that we, we look at when we're running projections at year end. Another thing is uh, charity. Um, does it make sense to do some charitable contributions or maybe lump some charitable contributions together to take advantage of uh, an itemized deduction? So we may look at looking at donor advised funds for combined charitable contributions where you're lumping maybe multi-year contributions into one to take advantage of taking an itemized deduction. And if I could just jump in there for a second, uh, for folks that may not be familiar with donor advised funds, and that, that's another podcast, but just simply put, it more or less, it allows you to make a contribution into a donor advised fund, which would give you tax advantages, but you can then turn around and pay those monies out of that donor advised fund over years if you chose to. Correct, you can make the contribution and then in the year of contribution, you get a deduction for that contribution on Schedule A. It's an itemized deduction. And then once the proceeds are in the fund, the donor advised fund, in future years, you can distribute out that money to various 501c3 organizations. So again, not to belabor this point, but just to help people understand this concept, let's say that you give two, $3,000 a year to charity. For most folks, they give two or 3,000, they're still gonna end up taking the standard deduction maybe, depending on what all their personal details are. They may or may not, they'll, they'll get the joy and the uh, good feeling of giving to charity, but they may not get a huge tax benefit. On the other hand, if they said, okay, over the next five years, I'm going to give away $15,000, $20,000. So instead of doing that a few thousand dollars each year, what I'm going to do this year is I'm going to put $20,000 into a donor-advised fund. That will give me the $20,000 tax benefit this year, and then I can give that money away out over the next five years. Am I right? That's correct. So again, if you're not familiar with donor-advised funds, there are some advantages, especially under the current tax code, where so many people just tend to go with the standard deduction, which may eliminate some of these abilities to deduct charitable giving. Correct. In your example, you're not getting any benefit of the few thousand dollars that you're contributing to the, the charitable organization, where if you lumped everything together, um, so this charity is, is, is going to be getting this money anyway. If you just accelerate some of those contributions, you can get some benefit. And not to belabor that point, but just as a guy who tries to be helpful to a variety of different charities, you said you're not getting any benefit. I just want to say you're getting the benefit of giving to the charity and that good feeling you get in your heart for having made the gift, but you don't get the tax benefit. That's, that we're talking about. That's correct. Minor point, but just wanted to make that. Another area, Matt, um, that I know often catches people off guard is mutual fund distributions. So again, this is kind of another podcast. It's one of the reasons that BWFA investment managers don't utilize mutual funds 
we use them very sparingly. They might be one or two or three percent of client portfolios, but 97% of client portfolios are generally not invested in funds. And one of the reasons we don't like funds, other than they tend to be expensive and they lack transparency, is you have no control over the distributions. So it's not unusual for people to get walloped with a year-end distribution. So if you own a lot of mutual funds in taxable accounts where those distributions could impact your, your tax situation, now is the right time to start looking at the estimates for what those capital gain distributions are going to be. Am I correct? Yeah, it's correct. And, and they do create some difficulty when we're doing year-end tax planning because typically we find a lot of these funds are not reporting those distributions until mid-December. Um, so if you're if you're looking to do Roth conversions, um, that can kind of throw a wrench in your plans or or tie up um, our, our timeline uh, because they're not reporting those distributions until later on in the year. And that is an excellent point. Often you can't get that information until later in the year. Often though, you can get an estimate. So at least you'll know, you know, am I in for a huge capital gain or a very small capital gain, which might be of some benefit. So Matt, we've just got a little bit of time left here before we wrap up. Are there any other additional closing comments uh, as this is probably the last tax related podcast we're doing in 2023 that you want to share with our listeners? Uh, no, I just want to um, share the emphasis that you know, it's really important to meet with your tax advisor and have at least a discussion toward the end of the year to make sure you're not missing anything. Like I said, uh, tax time, you know, after the end of the year and into next year when we're filing, um, we're really just reporting a snapshot of what happened in the previous year. There's no do-overs. So it's really important to get all of that stuff right um, in the tax year that we're filing for. Excellent points. So folks, you've got a little bit of time left. Make good use of it. We really appreciate that you took the time to listen to this podcast, but do yourself a favor. Don't just listen to it. Do something productive with this information. So as Matt uh, said just a second ago, contact your tax advisor, uh, run some of these questions or scenarios by them so that you can have the best possible outcome for your tax return and please remember, if you don't have a tax advisor, or maybe you're just looking for a different tax advisor, BWFA is well-equipped to fit that bill for you. So uh, let us know if we can be of help. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. For questions, more information, or to schedule a conversation, please contact Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. Past performance is no measure or guarantee of future returns. Investing in securities involves risk, including the risk of principal. The securities and services mentioned here may not be suitable for every investor. You should discuss these with your advisor prior to making a final determination based on your risk tolerance, your investment objectives, and your financial situation. Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor.